0: Hi, this is Megan Ball.
1: And this is Brock Wilbur.
0: And you're listening to Carrying into the Void, the podcast where we get together, tell each other about a weird or dark story we've heard, and then try to find the silver lining or flip it into something that, while possibly not positive, will at least be productive. How are you, Brock?
1: My dog keeps biting me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so weird. He, he's just only getting weirder here.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: I don't know. I, I, I think that much like the cats at the start of quarantine that were just suddenly like, so you're just going to be here all the time now, and their, their brain chemistry changed because they didn't have privacy anymore. I feel like somehow he went from being like a rescue that had never not lived in a kennel to being like, okay, here I am, big world, people are here. This is nice. To being like, you know, I could I could use some space. He's never he's never mean. He's just all these different versions of weird all of a sudden. And and I'm getting to the point where I can tell kind of the vibe, uh, but like he he just seems perplexed by things. And it's never the things I think would perplex him. Cause like when we started getting cats and when we got him, I was like, Right, so I watch movies and play video games very loudly and I, I assumed like the weird screams from those things would distract them. They sleep through all that. Nothing that's not in the room ever bothers them. But then we'll be sitting in total silence and they'll all just jump up and lose their minds at the same time. <laughs> and I'm like, what ghost is it that you see who was breaking into the house that I'm not aware of that you can smell what is going on? So I don't know. We give each other anxieties at this point, which I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's what love is. How are you? <laughs>
0: Maybe we give each other anxieties and that's what love is. I want that on like a pillow or something. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, as we continue to go through the continued shared trauma event that is the pandemic and United States politics. But I feel like everything might be getting maybe better? Question mark-ish, maybe? I don't want to commit to that.
1: You are you are taking a stance here and I applaud you for trying. <laughs>
0: Like, it feels like 2020 was that drunk guy at a a party who, like, throws up in the fish tank and stuff like that. And 2021 is the guy who's following him going, no, man, he's not usually like this. No, it's cool. And I'm hoping that, like, they can kind of get their shit together because I'd very much like all of us to get our shit together. Like, I was just able to put in registration for my family to get vaccines. So I might be doing that in, like, a month or two, which would be incredible. So, like, I see things on the horizon, and I hope that it's, like, a light and not a train coming straight at me.
1: I put in my uh, vaccine uh, registration locally, and they're like, okay, so um, are you a frontline worker uh, or not? Basically, just describe your job, and we'll tell you if you are. And I know that around the rest of the country, in many places, a journalist uh, is considered a frontline worker. I'm in the Midwest, uh, so I sort of wrote in, like, I am... journalist i am always interviewing people i am out in the world i am kind of doing like frontline journalism i don't know if i'm pushing so like i i know at the end of the day somebody locally in my midwestern city is going to read the application and depending on how important and real they think news is that (laughs) will determine where i go because if they're like oh yeah journalism is important which also like people locally know that i'm a a bit spicy sometimes and if i've ever offended them i know i'm just going like way at the back of the line so i i really rolled the dice on being honest about my career there so i can't wait to see what happens i was like it's either next week or eight years from now so i i'm hoping for the best
0: (laughs) both of my parents are are over 70 so they get put into like the tier of i don't say elderly because i don't think of them as elderly but like old people who like need it to like you know survive and since i'm considered their caretaker I also would be, like, more in line. But I also go into my office twice mm-hmm. a week, every two weeks a month. I have a letter on letterhead right. from the Treasury of the United States that says, I'm essential. And I'm like, can I, like, upload this as, like, a PDF? Like, can I, like, attach this to my thing? Like, does this count?
1: You've, you've got to put it on a lanyard and laminate it and wear it around your neck in the world. So just like a press pass, just like, excuse me, let me cut in line here. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. The United States Treasury thinks me being able to go into the office and send FedEx documents is worth that. But
1: look, my my neighbor works for the IRS, and she was deemed essential as well because, like, the government wants to take money, and that's kind of its most important thing to it. So, like, yes, yeah. they're not shutting any of that down.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. The money stuff is important, and it's the money stuff's been weird lately too. Like, so I I work for a financial institution in the back office, so I don't really see like frontline clients. I'm not like a bank teller. Um, But we get the emails that say like, oh, you know, th- this is like the weekend being a teller. And like the amount of like money they can't get and like coins and stuff is wild. Like it's amazing how there's still this far into the pandemic. They're like, yeah, we don't have dimes. I,
1: I know that a, a big part of that was mismanagement at the Treasury, uh, under Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. And here's the thing. My entire adult life, starting in like early high school, I have just rallied against the existence of the penny. <laughs> every study that's ever been done is like, if we eliminate the penny, we round everything up to the next five cents. Not only is it better for individuals, but it's better for businesses. Like it just fixes like a whole part of the world and everyone technically gets more money at, without causing inflation. Like it's this thing that should happen. And like during pandemic, we ran out of pennies on a national level. And like there was a day of reckoning for me where I was like, oh my God, I got my dream, however, temporarily here. Thank you to the mismanagement of the producer from Suicide Squad. <laughs> you do, in fact, not have to give it up for them. Uh, but like, yeah, I, here we are. So fuck you, Penny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I remember hearing the Penny thing was a, a big deal. There used to be a YouTube channel called The Nerdfighters with brothers Hank and John Green. And for whatever reason, John Green hates pennies. I remember watching that when I was in like high school and being like, yeah, pennies do kind of suck now that you mention it. Like I never thought about it before.
1: The the number of times that I've gone to like throw a penny away and then I've been like, is this like white privilege? Is this something that only rich people can do? Am I like denying somebody else access to food and then been like, no, it's three cents. Fuck it. Like consumerism will never acknowledge it's it's such an amount of money that its mere existence in my life is of greater value to it than it is to me. I don't know, I yes. We don't have to talk about pennies. What is your story for today?
0: (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about a local story um, about Clinton Road in New Jersey, which is where I live. And it's a very weird place. Um, And I know you had the excellent Ian Carlos on to talk about New Jersey, but there's so much weird shit you can talk about in New Jersey. Like we have a magazine dedicated to how fucking weird New Jersey is.
1: You know, it's spread out to every other state, but it still started as Weird New Jersey because that's just where it's always got more material.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's you're never going to end up with no material for Weird Stuff in New Jersey. But I like this one because I like a good haunted road story. And this is what Clinton Road is. It's a 10-mile stretch of road in north, uh, northern New Jersey near West Milford, near Route 23, if anyone wants to know what route it's near. And... um. There's a bridge near a place called Dead Man's Curve, because of course it is, where there's the ghost of a young boy.
1: Somebody needs to run the numbers on how many Dead Man's Curves there are and whether or not they were all named that way to scare teenagers in the 50s from going to Lover's Lookout Point.
0: It is a trope, isn't it? Like, when I read Dead Man's Curve, I was like, come on, like, could really, like, all right, fine. But it is funny that there's so many of them around. It's just one of those, like, it's just one of those parts of, like, Americana. Like, of course there's a Dead Man's Curve. Like, of course, you know, why wouldn't there be?
1: The the song Last Kiss plays on every fifth mile of, of stretch of highway all across the country.
0: I cannot stand that song. That's one of the worst songs in history. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate that song. I don't like, I'm not a big fan of Pearl Jam. I kind of think they're terrible. Please don't cancel me. But that song, especially covered by Pearl Jam, is my personal hell. I hate it so much. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so there's this bridge near Dead Man's Curve. And it's where someone, uh, a young boy is thought to have drowned. There is no news stories. There's nothing in the newspaper going back to say that a young boy drowned there. But everyone believes it. And to get past it safely, you need to throw coins into the river as you pass. Like the weirdest toll booth operator on the jersey turnpike and if he doesn't like the coins you throw he's been known to throw them back at you like people have driven by there and been pelted back with the coins they threw it's a very dark road it has no lights it's surrounded by very deep dense forest because of course it is and it's thought to be home to everything from animal sacrificing satanist to ghost women in white dresses Like weird spirits and like weird lights and things like that. So it's got everything. This is like, you know, your one-stop shop for supernatural activity on a road. And it's just one of those places that like people will go to and every time you, you pass it, something weird happens. And it's a weird thing. It's a different weird thing every time.
1: I like the dealer's choice nature of this curse. I don't know what scares you. We'll do that then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, man, you people don't like aliens. Here's some weird lights for you. Oh, you're afraid of ghosts? Here's a weird ghost woman, like, standing on the side of a road. I
1: thought you were going to say weird lights again. Like, just no matter what people's (laughs) answer are, the answer is weird lights. (laughs) Look, weird lights cover most things. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's just something about New Jersey. I don't know what it is that, like, there's such a concentration of weirdness here. Like, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine who's not from here. And I was like, what other place could you envision that would give you not just the Misfits, but also My Chemical Romance? And they're like, damn, that's a good point. <laughs> like, there's a, a really great joke out there where it's like, Fall Boy's like, oh, we love Chicago. And Panic at the Disco's like, oh, we love LA. And My Chemical Romance is like, we've had a body in a park once.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's just such like a typical type of New Jersey feeling. Like, you couldn't get the Misfits from Iowa. Yeah, New Jersey's just weird. Like... The house I lived in when I was in high school was haunted, and it was right next to a cemetery, which, when you're a 14th-year-old goth girl, is the best possible thing to ever happen to you.
1: Look, you and Jordan both came up next to cemeteries, and I realized a little while ago that so did I, and I've just completely blacked it out. So, like, we definitely sucked in some sort of neat creative energy.
0: There must be something in, like, the water...
1: It's bodies. It's bodies in the water. We buried them into the groundwater, and now we drink bodies.
0: Yeah. Well, these are 16th century headstones, so I don't know how like secure their pinewood coffins were at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there was weird stuff that would happen in our house, and we still can't explain it. And My father, who is the least supernatural believing person in the world, to this day thinks that house was haunted. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, like, nothing kept time properly, no matter what clock it was in the house. None of them had the same time, no matter how many times you fixed them. Things would disappear back in the day when we had, like, AOL. You wouldn't be able to connect sometimes. Like, certain hours of the day, no matter what it was, you could never connect to the internet. There was one time where I was, you know, sitting in the living room, watching TV and talking to my mom. I could see, like, her reflection in the window behind me. So I was, like, talking to her, and then my mom came up from the basement where the laundry was and asked me who I was talking to. Okay. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay,
0: okay. I would have a problem with um back in the day it was CDs. I'd have a problem with some of my CDs skipping at certain points. Like there's certain words that it didn't like and my CDs would skip.
1: Like profanity words? Like are are you being scolded by a school mom?
0: No, it just I, oh God, it was so long ago. I'm trying to remember what the words were, but my CD would skip on certain words and it was the weirdest thing ever.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need you to follow up with me on that one later about what words. Bring that to next episode because I think people are going to want (laughs) to know.
0: I will. This is some homework for me. I will figure that out. But like, I was listening to like Nine Snails and like AFI and Alkaline Trio and stuff like that back then. So it was like, maybe she just didn't like industrial or punk music. You know, maybe she was just being like, hey man, your taste of music sucks. (laughs) Which, you know, I was a 14 year old pop punk kid in new jersey of course my taste of music sucked
1: i have i have some things to say about most afi albums but we're just gonna keep moving
0: (laughs) oh i love them don't break my heart like that Um, i'm not
1: breaking your heart you don't know if it was positive or negative we're just gonna keep keep on rolling (laughs) rolling rolling
0: well i think we're gonna roll completely into the carrying of the void moment wonderful sometimes you don't end up where you think you will the roads wind and twist before you, and the years melt into an unrecognizable tie-dye stain of half-remembered memories. You are not meant to be a creature of habit, roaming the same places like a video game NPC, waiting for the protagonist to show up. Roots can be pulled, roads can be changed, destinies can be rewritten. You do not have to spend your day like a ghost, haunting places that have ceased to hold meaning to you. You can throw the coins of your eyes straight at Charon and take the scenic route out of the hell you find yourself in. Nothing is permanent in this world. Except your courage, your resolve, and your bones. Well, that and Bruce Springsteen.
1: Toss a coin to your Witcher by Bruce
0: Springsteen. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be stuck in my head now. You've done a terrible thing.
1: (laughs) Have I? Look, you've just done the full Jersey this whole episode. I think you've run out of references. So, like. All right. Is the Witcher from New Jersey? I mean. Kind of? In a way?
0: In a way, aren't we all from New Jersey?
1: No, no, we're not. (laughs) Truly no. (laughs) Cannot overemphasize how much that is not the case.
0: New Jersey's awesome. Come on, man.
1: (laughs) That I am not saying anything positive or negative about New Jersey here. I'm just saying we're not all from
0: there. All right. I guess we all can't be as cool as the New Jersey people are. Don't laugh at me. Did
1: you try to remember what state I live in and then went back to Jersey?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know what state you live in.
1: All right. All right. Uh, Today, I've got the story here of the hognose snake. Uh, This is exceptionally real. No supernatural element. nothing that crazy, just its mere existence. It is a snake that you can find uh, from Florida, uh, up through Maine, uh, especially in New Jersey. So um, (laughs) uh, some of us are from there, uh, like the hognose snake. Um, And when confronted, it will suck in air and spread the skin around its head and neck uh, like a cobra, It'll hiss, and it will lunge, pretending to strike. And if that works, scaring away the thing, then it's done. If that does not work in scaring away the attacker, what it does is this. To avoid being eaten, the hognose snake will writhe in fake agony, throw up, shit itself, <laughs> finally lie still, belly up, mouth wide open, tongue out, with blood dripping from its mouth. So that's that's its plan.
0: I mean, I've done the same thing to get out of dates. It me, is
1: the comment to anyone sharing. Yes, yeah. the eastern hognose snake. I, we've all been there, especially this year. Uh, it's also called the the, uh, the spreading adder or the puff adder, uh, which puff adder, I think, is. It feels like a black adder spinoff, but just every every episode, he just shits himself and pretends to die until the criminal like reveals his, his plan. <laughs> so the other fun part about it is that it is uh, seemingly completely immune to, uh, to poison, which is something that people don't really understand. But its favorite food is poisonous toads. Uh, so it really has the monopoly on eating those. Anyway, I just felt a real connection to the <laughs> hog snake. So here is the caring moment. Yeah, we can see. You're doing a very good job right now. Don't blink. Don't twitch. Don't give the game away. You're actually staring down the whole situation stronger than any strong arms. You're unflinching in the face of oppression. Sure, you made your move and it didn't ring up the points the way you'd hoped. That doesn't matter. You pivoted as the brilliant often do, straight from attack to mind defeat. I bet they were puzzled as to what happened there, as if you got too freaked out and your heart just exploded, but it's working, it's really working. They no longer want anything to do with the situation, and sometimes that's the best path through, ghosting just as hard as you can, making it look like you're a mess and they don't want to clean it up. And if that was good enough for Fiona Apple, it's good enough for you. Stand (laughs) tall, stand proud, and or coil in your own sick and wait for this two to pass however you choose your push you're certainly the one with the upper hand remind them of that when you turn the tables in the dark
0: amazing outstanding
1: what have you been doing for self-care because here's what i've been doing for self-care 10 pound bag of gummy worms i don't think i've had a gummy worm in a decade and a half went online was like you know what giant giant ass bag of gummy worms let's just do it and uh, it sits there on the table in front of me, open morning, noon, and night, and uh, when I feel like I deserve it, uh, like a mouse solving a, <laughs> a maze, uh, gummy worm time in into the old dum-dum gullet. There they go. I had like a, a few months into full lockdown a boss of mine who one day saw me having a bit of a hissy fit, <laughs> a bit of a breakdown, and was like, hey, you know what? go get a Snickers bar. And I was like, what are you talking about? I think I haven't had a Snickers bar in in 10 years. I'm I'm just not a candy guy. I'm not a sweets guy at all. And she was like, I know it's locked down. I know that going to the store is hard, but you need to like stand up right now, go to the grocery store and get a Snickers bar. And just like, have have yourself a Snickers bar and I was like okay you're my boss I'll go do that went and did it sat down like it was scary to go to the grocery store much really at that point got some other things but then just like sat down and had a Snickers And I was like oh I forgot life can be good like it was this very small thing and just a, like it wasn't one of my four or five go-to comfort things it was a different comfort thing that I haven't really had since like middle school or something and I was like this is a good Snickers and it wasn't until later that I remembered that like the Snickers advertising campaign is all about like how you turn into a, a big whiny mess and until you have a Snickers bar and then you calm down. And I was like, I can't tell if she was doing it based on the ad or and I, I went back to ask and she's like, I don't even know what that ad is, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, I've been getting a lot of Snickers lately for my kids and uh it's just been working wonders. I was like I'm like a child in that way. Uh so you know what? I, it's it's been a rotation. I got some Reese's a little while back here. Uh I don't know, for some reason the other night it was just like, you know what? I haven't thought about in in 15 years, uh, gummy worms. It's time. Let's let's go for it. Next up, I think like Swedish fish. I think it's time for them to to make a return to swimming in my dumb dumb mouth. Uh, let's see what happens. So treats in some form. I, and look, I'm diabetic. Probably shouldn't be doing this. It's fine. I'm just going to do a lot more walking, cancel it out. Uh, but somehow I just deserve treats right now. And uh, it, it did more for me than I expected. So sharing that with the world.
0: Yeah, we all deserve treats right now. We've all been doing really well under a lot of stressful circumstances and a lot of traumatic circumstances.
1: If you are here, you have done better than anyone expected. You have beat the odds in Vegas.
0: It's true. And I also feel you on the gummy thing. When we started locking stuff down, my, my mom was like, go to the grocery store and get all the essentials before they all sell out. So I went and bought all the essentials. And I also bought myself a really big bag of gummy bears. And my mother was like unpacking the groceries and like sanitizing everything. And she held up the gr- bag of Gummy bears, and I'm like, y- you said essentials. So, and she just looked at me, and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it really does help.
1: You risked your life to go out like it was in the wasteland. I don't think she can be mad at you for bringing home a little treat as a treat.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it was. She was just joking with me. Um, my parents are very appreciative of everything I do for them. Don't get me wrong. They also just like to pull my leg every so often. But yeah, it's like it's sugar or or just something that's like colorful and nice. I'm with you on that. I, I think that's a really good self-care. Uh, my self-care has been reading a lot of comic books. Don't know why. I just sat down one day and decided to pick up an issue of Doom Patrol that I hadn't read. And I was like, oh, this is really great. I forgot how great this was. Ordered the entire rest of the run. Got that. Read through all of that. Went back and read all of Wicked and the Divine. Went and read all of the Umbrella Academy again. So I've just been like mainlining comic books. And I think it's because my brain right now cannot focus enough on like a novel.
1: I can look at a pretty picture and I can read a sentence or two at a time. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: that's where I am right now. And it's really hard because part of what I do is read and review books and I talk about them a lot. So to like be stuck in a place where I can't focus enough to read a book is really, really hard for me. And I'm I'm trying to be nicer to myself about it and not beat myself up as much about it. This feels like a step one into kind of getting back to, like, a 400-page novel. So, yeah, I and I keep meaning to steal my sister's HBO Max password so I can watch The Doom Patrol, because apparently it's very good. I have not watched it, much to Brock's utter surprise.
1: I would never criticize you for who you choose to be, but that said... I do not understand why you are so broken and wrong in every choice you make. I don't know I'm trying to square the circle on the two
0: because <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why it is because i I read a lot of books and I listen to a lot of music. So like back in the before times, I would get maybe like three hours to myself at night before I had to like go to bed and get up for work the next day. So I didn't really watch TV. like I would just either like listen to a podcast or listen to a few albums or like read a book. And so, like, I didn't mind not missing some of the TV stuff. Now that we're in quarantine and I do have the time, it's just kind of right now inertia, I guess. Like, my sister begged me over Christmas to start watching Shit's Creek, which I also have not watched. I have to, like, report back to her on this. So I'm thinking if I, like, watch an episode or two of that, I can get her to give me the HBO Max password. <laughs> like i'm in like such a bargaining stage with this i like that
1: you're just fulfilling these things like you're doing part of a quest in hopes that you'll just get the reward and can abandon the rest of the quest line
0: (laughs) it's so true that's uh, thanks for
1: this sword i'm sure i'll finish the rest of what i was doing for you someday
0: um do you also have anything you'd like to um give a shout out to or boost this week
1: uh this week i'd like to lift something that like i'm sure you haven't heard of but it feels very much like something that you would dig or, or maybe I'm completely wrong about that, because who knows how you work? You're just a bundle <laughs> of surprises like a whole bag of spiders. Um, anyway, I'd like to lift up uh, The Hollow Places by Ting Kingfisher. Uh, now, I, I don't know, again, if you've ever run across this title, but it is um, a book. So right there, we've got some problems for you. But,
0: I'll tell uh, you right I, now, I, 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 you I, I read this book, and I'm right in the middle of writing a review for it. And it's one of the few books I was able to get through because it was so good and so scary. So see, I surprised you there. I read the Twisted Ones by King Fisher last year when she put it out, and I was so excited for the Hollow Places. I begged the publisher to send me an advanced reader copy, and then didn't read that advanced reader copy for six months until my editor went, "Hey, are you gonna write that thing for us?" And I said, "Oh yeah, right. It's it's totally done. I'm gonna polish it and spent a weekend crazy fast writing it." Because I lied.
1: So anyway, that's that's a book. It's about things people would probably like it. You want to take us out of this?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep your hearts dark and true and your teeth sharp and many. And we will see you next time in The Void. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.